This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Monday to everybody out there. Hopefully you had a enjoyable NFL snow weekend. I would say the highlights of my weekend, Renee, before we get to you and Tyler's. Uh, I got to take the girls sledding for basically the first real time. Yay. High number one high of the weekend because I myself was sledding and I didn't get injured. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Uh, so I took the girls sledding and then, you know, uh, my sister and mom came over Saturday and we did like the Chinese takeout, kids play football session. That was great. Uh, and then yesterday, some more outside play and a little bit more football. Finally, we got a really good game last night. It feels like the first one of the opening two weekends of playoff football. Uh, so a really good weekend here. How about yourself? See, I've liked most of the games from the playoffs. I think they've been like, eh. I mean, I, I liked the Kansas City I, Buffalo was like real deal kind of yeah. edge of your seat. The rest, like, yeah, I don't know. It just I, was very actually annoying. Green Bay San Fran was okay. That was a, yeah, that was a good game. But like overall, um, I feel like they've kind of sucked. I just was annoyed at the fact that the Packers and the Bills both had a chance and gifted the 49ers and Chiefs in some big ways. But my weekend was great. I had um, a lot of fun Friday. Did you go sledding? I got to see a man walking down the street pushing beer in a shopping cart. That's cool. I was people watching from the window from my bar, I like you said. Yes, I love people <laughs> watching. I took full advantage. Um, I actually did not break into liquor until later in the weekend. And then I have now a two-year-old niece. Today's her birthday. Oh, happy so birthday. So we celebrated. We went to Sky Zone. It was Is that fun. The, uh, the trampoline park one, or yes. is that like the yes the air skydiving one? Oh no no the trampoline park one. Okay, I've I love I, it. Have you ever been? That's I still haven't <gasps> been. You've been taking the girls to Sky Zone, Jamie? Uh, I haven't yet, and there's one by me. I think it's there's called even an, Urban an Urban Air. Okay, I've gone to that exact yeah, yeah, one because yeah. I know the where one you in live. Grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, say, I'm like 10 fine. minutes from Willow Grove. I don't think anybody here in the chat is going to. Yeah, yeah. But that one's awesome. Okay. And it's great because my niece and nephew, I took them. Okay. And they're about the same age as your girls. Right. And it's a lot of fun. I was running through I, there with them. I just don't want to be one on two in there. I want to be one on one. It's It was a little dark. 
Yes. It was tough. I don't want Sky to Zone's very bright. I don't want to solo and open. And that was a tough one because I had to I had to do everything with them for that exact reason. It was very yeah. very tough. I'm saving that one for February because I'll be honest. I have a little getaway this weekend to Florida. I'm very much looking forward Guys, to. Guys, Jamie's out here flexing on us. Uh, because the the winter so, kind of got to me today. Oh. I think like all the salt and like. Not being able to leave without a jacket, and like <laughs> I, I had to put socks on today. Oh, I was say, yeah, you were in socks and sneakers. Yeah, I think I think winter's getting to this me a little bit. This is the first day we're both wearing socks and sneakers. It was actually enjoyable Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but today I was like, ah, f this snow, I'm over it. You uh, got one week of snow and you're over it. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm weak, and that's okay. why I look to 22 days. <gasps> oh, 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 oh my gosh! I'm so glad you said that. Actually. 22 days until pitchers and catchers, right here. 66 to opening day. You add the two together, you get Eric Lindros. Yes, and what I like about that, because I had looked into angel numbers. Hello, everybody in the chat, first of all. Chris, Santiago, Will, Dave, John, welcome, guys. Nice to have you here. Smash that thumbs up button right here. So 2266 is an angel number. I know ours is actually flipped. 2266. There's a 6622, but that probably means something also. So 2266, how ironic as you're talking about you feeling burnt out. You want to know what 2266 Mm. means? And I'm not an angel number person, but I was like, this is too weird to not look up. It means the center around balance and refocus, signaling that you should take a look at your life and see which areas need more focus. It could be in your work, your relationships, other parts of your life. It's reminding you to take the time to reassess your priorities and create a plan for yourself. So I, and it's important to focus on, it means it's important to focus on the things that will bring you joy. So you're talking about going to Florida on 2266 day Uh, and you're finding balance and joy. So I'm naturally there with the angel numbers. Yeah, little dudes, dudes golf weekend. I can't wait. We've never done this as like an actual getaway. Um, So, yes, 22 days until pitchers and catchers. That's uh, (laughs) really exciting. Tyler, how was the weekend? A lot of good times. It was lovely. I did uh, absolutely nothing. Nice. Um, Watch football. We lost. Logged off on Friday and I did nothing, and then Saturday I did nothing until the Sixers post game show, and then awesome. yesterday I did nothing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. That's a great oh my weekend God, I'd right love there. That for you. Uh, so <laughs> we will get to the Phillies news today, but we have a guest joining us. We have a down on the farm report to get to. Guess that swing. Uh, daily positivity. Uh, I don't it's know. Me. If it's you. Okay. I got I, it. I didn't know it's if we there. assigned it or not. Uh, so we'll get to all that stuff today. Uh, but let's start the show off with uh, Orion. Kirkering. Uh, we talked to John Foley Friday about him. And the reason he has been, I think, written up so much this week is he was in town last week with Rob Thompson doing the community service week uh, and being accessible to the reporters. So over the weekend, not only did Matt Gelb, uh, but also Todd Zalecki had pieces on Orion because he's here. Uh, and there's a lot of pressure on this kid this year. You know, as yeah. both pointed out, which tell me, I think this is from uh, Gelb's piece, and Zalecki pretty much had the same exact words, so I, I almost think it's more or less been told to them. There's five locks in the bullpen. That's Jose Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jeff Hoffman, Greg Soto, and Matt Strom. And then there's Orion Kirkering. Um, if he's legit then you have a really good six arms in the bullpen mm-hmm. um, that you can add to maybe at the deadline or whatever. Uh, obviously, we'll get to the, the hater and the Stevenson news, which kind of put the spotlight on Orion for me as mm-hmm. I was sitting there last night, like reading everything and doing the internet roundup. I went, okay, no hater, no Robert Stevenson. 
they're really putting all the eggs in Orion's basket. And and from everything you've heard about the kid from reading over the weekend to talking to John on Friday, mm-hmm. I think he's up for it. But uh, a lot of pressure on Orion this year. Yeah. This is a big spot. Listen, there's a lot of pressure on a number of guys for the Phillies. And Orion's definitely one of them. And I'm excited for us to continue talking about this because it's been a common theme we've addressed with the Phillies of the fact that there's this expectation that guys are just going to be better. Yoro is going to get better. You're going to get better at bats. You're going to get a full season of Bryce. You're going to get just everything better. And Orion's in that also. And so I know um, in the chat you guys are talking about Orion and things you want to hear about him. Well, Orion did come out and was speaking about just this past season and how it's helped him learn a lot of things and what he hopes to be better at. So some of the things he was talking about, you know, looking at old mistakes, as he said, even looking at his minor league mistakes, he said he didn't pitch that well or he left the pitch up. I just look at it that way and try not to overthink it. In the moment after the game, you go look and your emotions are still there, but it's always one pitch or a couple of pitches that weren't there. And he's talked a lot about just his confidence needing to be there and, and how, it's, how it's been where it needs to be. But he is looking to put more emphasis and work on his sinker. He feels like that'll help him be more effective with his slider moving right to left and his sinker moving left to right. So he's saying that he wants to just work east and west so guys' eyes are looking out and in. So he is looking to make some tweaks in how he's pitching, but I think the biggest thing I like about him that we've consistently heard is that Orion doesn't feel shaken. Shaken, not stirred? Stirred, not shaken, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, shaken, not stirred. Yeah, and yeah, he because seems very A traditional steady. martini is stirred. Right. But shaking is like kind of bastardizing right. the martini, he's so that's shaking. why Bon was saying, "I exactly. believe I have that right that he right. that he prefers the shake." Yes, it's shaking that stir. So, but he prefers been... it a little more like watered down because it melts the ice when you shake. <laughs> Former bartender talk. I know you like. I'm like. So Whoa. it makes it a little more cloudy. Learning when you, here, I'm learning. When you stir it, it keeps it clearer oh, and prettier. I'm so Bon's saying, like, that, been doing that wrong. fuck pomp and stir circumstance. I want just give me shake that, get it real cold, and give me that martini. Yeah, and so that's he all right. He's like a martini. He's shaking that stir. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that he's been very big on, I'm confident, I know where I'm at, I know where I want to be, I'm a, he's addressing his mistakes, he took time to get away, I know the piece was also talking about that, he was mentioning how he took time to get away, a couple of days, not long, but enough time yeah. to just kind of have a break and then get back into the gym and start working out, and so to have that time to regroup, this is kind of like he got to stick his, his toes in the water and get a sense of like, what do a little temp check of what it's like in the majors, and now can go back, reevaluate what's in his arsenal and come back next year better i do feel like there's a lot of pressure and i'm nervous about that pressure because as we know pressure makes diamonds but sometimes yeah. pressure breaks people and there's a lot of pressure on the youth across the phillies roster when you look at like yoro johan rojas mm-hmm. and orion kirkering whose nickname i still have to come up with i know we got captain kirk and stuff i feel like you need something different. something with the uh, yeah. galactic stars right, right. star ryan or something like we'll come up with it. yeah give me, give me some time but so it was interesting that everybody like was pressure, like but i'm nervous know. about the pressure yeah i think he's got the right mindset to handle it yeah. from everything you hear from the kid um we'll see it's a big year on him um, so he was the focus of a lot of writers' mm-hmm. uh, attention this weekend. A couple comments in the chat. John Sequella says, you know, David Robertson is still out there. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that, um, to That's be honest point. with you. Kind of owes us one. Um, MBD is wondering why uh, you'd go out and trade for a career 1-4 whip guy. Um, he never got that from day one. Well, I think he uh, fits the mold of a hard thrower that they hope to possibly tame and, mm-hmm. and get control going with, uh, much much like Alvarado was. So I, I understood why they did it, because honestly, they gave up Phil Maton, and who was it, Tyler? 
Um, Nick Maton. Nick Maton and, and, and Matt Veerling. Matt Veerling, yes. Who, I mean, they're a dime a dozen in Major League Baseball. Uh, so we'll see what happens there with Soto. This is, you know, a chance for him to, to bust out a little bit this year. Uh, but I would like one other right-handed arm uh, thrown into that bullpen. So we'll see what they do. But the, week, the weekend news was that two of the uh, you know biggest names in the bullpen market are no longer available. Man. And that is Josh Hader goes to the Houston Astros, who, much like the Kansas City Chiefs, just seem to make their conference title game every single year for the last decade. Um, he goes to the Houston Astros, $95 million over, what was it, five or five. six, five years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other news was Robert Stevenson uh, of the Reds and Rays signs with Anaheim, cool, for like <laughs> three years, 30 million. I guess you didn't. 333. 33, so 11 per. I guess he doesn't really want to compete. I don't know enjoy, why you would make that move. Enjoy Anaheim, Robert? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a so weird sucks. contract. So for Robert's contract, he's got a conditional option that could be triggered if he misses a, a specific amount of time due to an elbow injury. Um, so the contract, of course, is, is still being finalized. But three, as you mentioned, $11 million per year. And then when you talk about Josh, that one actually made way more sense to me because for Josh Hader, you get to join the Astros. And as you, we all know, the success of the Astros and the postseason. Um, that's Quite annoying. It's disgusting, actually. It's very frustrating because at first we all kind of wrapped our heads around him being with the Rangers. We had him in Texas, but not with the not in Houston. Um, so that one I was like, okay, Josh, dang it, that's actually a good move. But Robert, I was kind of like, huh? I agree with you. Who's yeah. going to the Angels right now? Anaheim Angels. I guess you didn't, don't like playoff Ooh. baseball. <laughs> um, so that's unfortunate for the bullpen like, market. I mean, he did you know. get a little more money, though. I think, what was he projected at? 25? You got 33? But yeah, like, I mean, 11 million per year is uh, nice. You know. You know but you're going to lose a lot of that to California. Right. Literally. In Texas. Exactly. So, you know, uh -huh. whatever. Um, let's see. Like, getting the big name guy isn't... Like, you just got to get the right guy now. Yeah. And now the pressure's on Dombrowski because I think, you know, all these pieces saying, well, there's five pieces that are set. No, Ryan's the sixth, and then it's kind of up for grabs. Well, you got to go get somebody that's going to work. Like, yeah. I don't care about the name anymore. Uh, so, so we'll see what they do. Uh, pressure's on Dombrowski. So there was a piece that also came out this week um, from Major League Baseball. I forget who, was, who wrote it, but they were talking about the pieces that each team needs. And for the Phillies, we already know the pieces, but I kind of read it and I was like, ah, dang it. So I was like mentioning, of course, the outfielder to protect Johan Rojas. Um, and if he does struggle, of course, there's the hope and expectation, another player with pressure on him, that he'll be able to step up and give better at bats in addition to his already strong center field performance. But when looking on the other side, what the article was talking about, of course, as we know in the rotation with Zach, Aaron, Ranger, Taiwan, Christopher Sanchez with that five rotation. But then behind them, as it's talking about finding pitching depth and it's mentioning in the article, Dylan Covey, Nick Nelson, Mick Abel. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. So the Phillies are in desperate need of some more pitching arms because none of the other names make me very confident in the protection of the starting five rotation. Yeah, so we'll Especially see what happens. Taiwan, uh, you, just, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Need some more. Yeah, some more and if McNabel's <laughs> going to be your quote-unquote like six starter potentially, you could probably use another arm or two because it's yeah. still not proven uh, that he can, you know, nope. cut it at the big league level. Dylan Covey, Nick Nelson. Mm, not great. No, but, no, no. But you know what is great? Wheelhouse cards. Uh, because they have two great locations. That's why. It's part of why they're great. Uh, they have their Wayne and Westchester stores. It's our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. And I actually found a, a whole Jordan shoebox thing of cards in my basement this weekend ooh. that I kind of forgot about. So I was like, ooh, I should go over to Wheelhouse and see if any of these are worth something. Because I got a lot of the 90s NBA like hologram cards ooh. and like stuff that when that was first kind of like coming out, I found some, a bunch of Shaq rookie cards. I don't know if they're worth anything. But Wheelhouse can tell me if they're worth something. Their motto is cards and community because the love of sports unites us all. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Top baseball mosaic football as well as t-shirts hats hoodies and more from a ton of your favorite brands like mitchell and ness 47 brand junk food starter and shy vintage sports and if you're like me you just found a bunch of cards and you're looking to have your cards graded well take them over to wheelhouse because they offer the psa grading submissions they also host a ton of different family-friendly events every <laughs> single month at birthday parties included uh, which i would have loved to have gone to as a kid so stop into either of their stores wayne or westchester open seven days per week at 11 a.m and use that code phly if you tell them that phly sent you i'm sure they'll get the message tell them you were listening to them here on phly get ten dollars off any purchase of $25 or more in store and be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. You can still have a Wheelhouse birthday party. It's not too late. No, I can no. have a birthday party in yeah, my 40s. You do whatever there. you want to do. That be, that's true. It's your life. That is true. There's no rules. Um, and you know where else? It's You can take control of your life because there's also some rules though. Bagels and Co. You can take control of being able to have the best Brooklyn style bagels right here made in Philly with Philly love of course. Now over at Bagels and Co. they've got huge bagels, the biggest in the city and they've got a large variety as well 15 to 20 different types of bagels that you can choose from each day they've got seasonal bagels they've had holiday bagels they've had team specific bagels that are on display as well as 30 different flavors of cream cheese it's a lot of cream cheese it's a lot of options and with their different cream cheeses Similar to their bagels, they give you seasonal. They give you different holiday-specific, team-specific. You'll get some Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, Phillies, Union. You'll get maybe the artichoke bagel um, or dip. So lots of options there that you can check out at Bagels & Co. And what also makes them great is not only are they conveniently located right here in Philly versus having to go up to Brooklyn or New York, you also can get those bagels at a great price. So an affordable brand because they're that mom-and-pop shop feel that's right here convenient for you. There are locations that you can check out by going over to their website for the best Brooklyn style bagels right here in Philly at thebagelsandco.com. Find the locations in Seniors View. Check them out. Get a great bagel sandwich. Get a great bagel with cream cheese. You can essentially go and get every day something completely different for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So over at Bagels & Co., great prices, great flavors, great variety, great people that are behind Bagels & Co. to make sure you can get the best of the best right here in Philly. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, I don't know who keeps hitting that thumbs down button. You There's always one person, you actually. Son of a but if you hit that like <laughs> it's button, it's, it's just Tyler so over there, just thumbs so down. You guys know. I will tell you it's this. You. It's you. Uh -oh. It's not me. But <laughs> the way that YouTube's algorithm works. Thumb down, thumbs down operates just the same way as thumbs up. Oh, oh all right. Then thumbs the down. Thumb I've, yeah. I've learned that from our old friend, Pat. Boo! 
This show sucks. Um, but yes, uh, everybody in here, thank, hit that thumbs up while you're in here. If we can't get thumbs up, Jamie, I think we could work hard for some thumbs down. Yeah, that's fine with me. If it all counts Come the same. On. Do a terrible job. Suck at your job. Let's oh, go. Man. All right, before we get to our I guests. I see some questions in the chat as well. Um, I know about one Trevor Bauer, who we've been hearing Trevor Bauer come out and apologize. Yeah, Ray from Philly brought him. Nobody, yeah, nobody's, nobody's uh, from what I can tell, interested in Trevor Bauer. There was a question about Michael Lorenzen, though, and I know mentioned that Lorenzen may have been tied to the Phillies. I, one of the recent things that I just was looking up, because I've been trying to follow all the updates on where players are going, especially ones that used to play here in Philly. So Lorenzen has had a pretty quiet market there's not a lot of teams actively pursuing Michael Lorenzen the Giants and Angels have been two teams that have shown considerable interest um, I don't see mention of the Phillies but depending on the numbers there are some other teams that are in the mix as we always say the Padres the Red Sox being two of them as well so not a lot of teams that are considering Michael Lorenzen I haven't heard any mention of the Phillies but We'll keep our no, eyes and ears that. peeled. And I don't imagine um, we're going to see a lot of teams with high considerable interest just because of the way, unfortunately, the season went. So yeah. those are the four teams. And actually, I think teams like the Angels or a team like the Angels actually make sense. But Or the Athletics yeah. or one of these teams that yeah, doesn't really want to like, spend much money and just needs bodies to fill out 162 mm -hmm. games. He is guaranteed just over $22 million for two over two years. So that is something to keep in mind. A team that wants to pay for him – it's probably going to be, like you said, Angels, A's, something A like that. A meaningless team. Enjoy your uh, meaningless it, baseball yeah, next year. Go join year. Robert. Go join yeah. Robert. Uh, we'll be joined in a little bit by our guest, Mike Giletto, uh from uh, Fire, is it Fired Up? Fire, uh, fired Up. Fired Up Sports. Uh, but before we do, a couple other Phillies things to get to. I saw this tweet yesterday uh, in a Jason Stark article, and I just had to bring it up uh, because – Tyler is a baseball junkie, and I know uh, he'll appreciate this. Um, this is I don't even like baseball. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this I is just love that he always he always likes to throw you in there as like a baseball. Well, like when I see like junkie. some obscure baseball <laughs> facts, like, I'm always like Tyler will love this. Uh, so with the retirement of Miguel Cabrera, oh. we're about to enter a historically rare stretch of Major League Baseball here, uh, and this is courtesy of Not Gaetti. Is that Gary Gaetti? Uh, anyway, not Gaetti on Twitter. <laughs> Going into 2024, the active leader in hits, home runs, and wins are as follows. Joey Votto with 2,135 career hits. He's currently a free agent. Giancarlo Stanton. I didn't even realize he had cracked 400. Good for him. 402 home runs. Uh, he's obviously with the Yankees. And Justin Verlander, 257 wins with those stinking Houston Astros. This means that the entirety of the 2024 season will be played without any members of the 3,000-hit, 500-home run, or 300-win clubs appearing on a Major League Baseball roster. The last time an entire MLB season was played without any of these active members on a roster, 1977. Mm. The last time before that was 1948. Mm. This could go beyond 2024. Uh, as the, for the thresholds of 3,500, 300 become more and more elusive. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton's not going to get to 500 for 
Probably three years. And he, well, that's the, if he stays the, the healthy. pace that he plays, probably 17 more seasons. Yeah, three <laughs> healthy seasons, so he might not ever get there. Uh, Joey Votto is at the end of his career. He's not going to get to 3,000 hits. How many more does he need? He's at 2135. Yeah, he's not having mm, he's not no. picking up another 800 plus hits. No. And Justin Verlander is probably the most realistic of the two, and that would require another solid 3 years out of him. He's Ooh. at 257. So that's pretty wild. I think what's more wild is the fact that there's a stat for literally everything. Cuz that was Well, baseball is a, I know, a but there's wet dream. <laughs> But there's a fact and a number and history, like some historic record for literally everything. 77, it's 2024. That's wild. It's a very long time. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's like like a change of the tides that we were not prepared for. And as this, uh, you know, game evolves, 300 win pitchers probably aren't going to be a thing anymore right um like when you consider the modern era of baseball like a guy like aaron nola would potentially give you one of your best cracks at it because Mm -hmm. of his health and just not missing time and and it's like 300 300 win pitchers are not going to happen anymore our 500 home run guys will still happen 3,000 hit guys i i want to say it'll happen but if Joey Votto, who's one of the best hitters uh, of the last 20 years, can barely get close, our guy's going to get 3,000 hits anymore. I know. These Chris were is, the benchmarks. I know. Chris is asking in the chat, do we have to lower the bar for wins and hits? I don't think so. Well, Jason Stark's like, story where this came from was basically like... It's just the evolution ha- of the game Yeah, I have to change with... Like, my Hall of Fame vote has to change with right. the game. I can't hold guys up to these Bill James... He uses the Bill James kind of model, which is like six questions. But That's he was wild. like, before that, it was, it was you know, 3,500, 300. If you hit those, you're a Hall of Famer. Remember, Rob yeah, Parker basically exactly. told us That's the same true. thing. And Jason's point of the story was like, I have to evolve my vote with our new game yeah it was a really really good piece and and this this little factoid in there kind of blew my mind a little bit. well to like further your guys point that's why now one of these guys is adam wainwright and he's gonna be an analyst so my assumption is like unless he gets lured back out of retirement he's <laughs> not he, you can take him off this list so if you take adam wainwright off this list there are only currently 18 active pitchers with over 100 wins wow Wait, what? There are 18 active pitchers with 100 wins. Likely the next... That's Can you read their own real quick? So likely, micro machine, like, micro man, uh, micro machine man style. Likely, yes, real quick. Likely <laughs> the, next, the next guy to get there will be Sonny Gray. He's at 98, wow. so he's going to get there probably this year. Um, uh, Patrick Corbin may have an outside chance, assuming and he, he stinks. Yeah, well, he's terrible, but he's got he's at 97. Wow. Um, but here is your list from least to most. Dallas Keuchel, you Darvish, Ian Kennedy, Kyle Gibson, Carlos Carrasco, Wade Miley, Steven Strasburg, who is also now retired, yeah. uh, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, Charlie Morton, Zach Gallen, uh, Lance Lynn, excuse me, not Zach Gallen, Madison Bumgarner, Lance Lynn, Johnny Cueto, Garrett Coles at 145, then you have Wainwright, who's retired now, Kershaw 210, Scherzer 214, Zach Greinke 225, and uh, Justin Verlander 257. Wow. What? That's wild, because like the first like eight or nine guys you named all, all kind of stink. Or like have stunk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like wins are wins are not. It's a not a pitcher stat, pitcher but stat. it is something Jeez. that for a long time in the history of the game has, 
you know, um, it's a very interesting thing. And, and the piece by Jason was great because it, it made me think a lot about like that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so again, before we get to our guests, uh, one little thing on Alec Bohm, according to, ah, yes. Um, uh, and we'll talk about this with our guests, Jim Duquette, a former, uh, GM, uh, in Major League Baseball, who now does some work on Sirius MLB Network and all that, uh, speculates that the arbitration might not even be relevant mm-hmm. uh, with Alec Bohm. They think there's going to be extension talk uh, with Alec Bohm. So um, I, I guess that's the smart way to go. There's no guarantees that Aiden Miller or, or any of these you know, uh, highly touted infield prospects are, are sure things, so you might as well lock them up as, as affordably as you can here uh, and go about it that way. You don't want to yeah. go arbitration year by year here for the next two years and, and just kind of, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, so as this was being shared, this information's been being tweeted out and people have been talking about boom situation. Now, made 748000 last season in his um, first of three potential years of arbitration. He filed for $4 million for the upcoming season. The Phillies counted with $3.4 million. And I know a lot – there was some mixed reviews, actually, and responses, I should say, in terms of how people were taking this arbitration situation that's going on. Some were like, are we really that confident in Boehm for, an, you know, to, to have an extension and, and give him more? I think I am. Um, some were, were also similar to – we've been on the Boehm bandwagon. I'm, of like I'm not feeling gonna like comfortable. I would say confident. Yeah, I would say, but feeling comfortable, comfortable and steady yeah. with yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, and I know Ryan Howard was actually brought up as a as a comparison because, in obviously with Ryan Howard's example, he was awarded a ten million dollar he. $10 million, then the Phillies counted at $7 million in 2008, then he filed for $18 million um, and, and signed that, and then $54 million contract to avoid arbitration. So, I mean, this isn't the first time the Phillies have gone down this arbitration rabbit hole and, and process, and I expect with Boehm it'll be finalized relatively quickly. Like, I don't see this dragging out and no. becoming more. But I think for Alec Boehm, he's at a prime spot as a third baseman where he kind of has shown a little bit more that he can feel comfortable when he talk about numbers. He's borderline um, surprised the hell out of me with right. his defensive improvements over the and, last and two years. And with that, he definitely feels comfortable stepping up and, and offering wanting more. Um, so I think that this is going to be a situation where, again, I think it'll be, you know, spring training. We'll have something finalized. I don't see it going anything longer. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, you I'm know? Uh, quasi-comfortable with it. I, you know, <laughs> like, if Aiden Miller ends up becoming, like, you know, a can't-miss prospect and, like, you have to st- – you have to get him in the lineup at third base, then, you know, you, you just trade Bohm down the line unless he's exceeded expectations. Yeah. And, and I think the only way Alec Bohm can exceed expectations at this point is to somehow miraculously develop power. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was guessed that swing on Friday, correct? And, and it was yeah, we all like, got it right. as I was looking at it, it was like just such a level, classically taught, <laughs> beautiful baseball swing there was no launch angle involved now it could have just been the the pitch but i just think he's one of those hitters more than he's ever going to be a power hitter so i don't think the power is yeah. ever going to come with him and i think that's the only way um there's a lot he of would options. really exceed anybody's expectations right there's point. a lot of options i think what you want from alec bohm specifically his role is to be 
just that steady middle of the of the batting order guy. Yeah, right? he, was, you can, he if you led have the team with four, runners in scoring position. Right, and just, you can, he's got to eliminate ground balls and double plays. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but he's a solid he's, contact, he's not good hitter. You're expect. I mean, twenty over twenty home runs, solid. Um, you know, he, he's giving you what you 100 want. Hundred RBIs last year. Mm-hmm. He's 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 stepped up. So yeah, um, no problem with an extension. Just uh, just don't make it that costly and go get yeah. maybe and another I think just go ahead and get it done. You know, I don't like. Things to drag out. Get yeah, that, get that contract going. Uh, before we get to our next guest here, uh, Ray from Philly says the next players that are going to reach 3,000 hits: Jose Altuve, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, and possibly Freddie Freeman. Mm. Altuve has to be. What's he at, Tyler? You got Baseball Reference up over there. So Altuve He's be like is at right behind 2047. Okay, so, so he's like are, 100 so behind Votto. There are one, two, three, four, f- four active players. Well, see, this active thing, yeah. like because they've not officially retired yeah. yet, mm. is a little bit misleading. But there's four players right now in between Votto and Altuve. It's McCutcheon. He's not getting nope, there. That's okay. um, Elvis Andrews <laughs> sure? is not getting there. Nope. Freddie Freeman <laughs> might. He's at 21-14. Uh, and then in between all of those guys hey, is Nelson that's Cruz. A lot. That's a big guy. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Oh, my God. Like, so the, the, like, like, I think the way the baseball reference is viewing, quote, active is, like, has not officially retired. Yeah, right, sure. Right. Um, all right, let's get to our guest. His name is Mike Giletto. He's from Fired Up Sports uh, here in Philadelphia. He joins the show now. Mike, thanks for hopping on the show. We were just discussing uh, a not an arbitration settlement here with Alec Bohm, but possibly an extension uh, with Alec Bohm, according to Jim Duquette of MLB Network. Uh, what's your comfortability on a scale of one to ten with a quasi long-term extension with Alec Bohm? First of all, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate uh, appreciate doing this. Um, I, I, listen, I mean, Alec Bohm's gotten kind of a lot of heat in this uh, in the city, you know, here or there. Um, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to try to avoid arbitration. Um, I mean, I think we forget that he's only 27 years old, so he's still improving. Um, the way his gloves. Improved over the year. It wasn't that long ago where you know he's getting booed and I hate this place, you know, and everything happened there. It wasn't that long ago, and he's improved greatly since then. Um, nothing makes sense. I, I mean, as a corner infielder, especially if they're baking, you like a little more pop, but the bats there, the gloves there, uh, lock them up and avoid this arbitration. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like this this year to be able to see him fully at third base uh, and that in itself and to see him be able to be steady and consistent every year. You know, we've seen kind of something each season um, with him. So I'm looking forward to seeing just what a, a, a smooth, easy 2024 looks like for Alec Bohm. But we've also been talking, Mike, a lot about pressure that's on various Phillies for different reasons. And Orion Kirkering, the first name that comes to mind as we were highlighting him earlier in the show, a lot of the conversation we've heard from Rob, from Dave, has been we're expecting better, um, obviously not any, we haven't heard moves, we haven't heard signings, we haven't heard anything outside of Aaron Nola. So it seems like with running it back, the expectation is just to get more from guys. Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on Orion and do you think that he's we're going to fully see him take that huge next step this season with getting a full season in the majors, which is the expectation we all have for him. Yeah, there's definitely pressure there. Um, uh, they kind of gave him the keys and big opportunities this po- this past postseason, you know, not much time in the majors. So if they don't go out and get another, get another arm, obviously two of the bigger guys came off the market in the last day or two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, once he start, you know, once he came up, he, he impressed and, 
I don't think anybody expected that right away from him. And then he kind of tailed off in the in the later end of that postseason. But yeah, I'm curious to see kind of what role Kirkring has, uh, you know, this you know spring training at the start of the season. Mike, uh, we're all expecting, you know, it's been a quiet offseason here. Aaron Nola was like, God, 70-something days ago since they <laughs> signed him, and it's just been a bunch of inactivity. Do you think we're going to get a better Aaron Nola this year than we did last year? I, I actually do. Um, it seems like they kind of fixed his mechanics a little bit, you know, especially the postseason. Yeah, I, other than, like, one inning, I think he pitches ass off in the postseason. And if you look at his stats year to year, it's kind of a great year from Nola, bad year, great year. It, like, it's kind of every other year. I It wouldn't surprise me at all if he finishes, like, this might be a top uh, hot take, but if he finishes, like, top five in Cy Young voting, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. think that's a hot take. I can see that. I, okay, well, again, the consistent theme is – same name, better game of just stepping up next season. So with that, who do you feel like on for the Phillies has the most pressure on them? Is it a player? Is it a, is it a manager? Who do you feel like has the most pressure on them this season to be much better in 2024? Yeah, it's anytime you know you're in Philadelphia and the, the pressure's on you. Like any every time, everybody's gonna go to managers and and, and coaches. I mean, it's Rob Thompson for me. It's can he take this team, you know, over the hump, past the next level? Uh, a lot of people calling for his head, to, you know, his head at the end of last season, um, with the way that he handled the bullpen, you know, in that Diamondback series. Um, yeah, I, I think it's him. I think the pressure is solely on Rob Thompson right now. All right, Mike. One of the questions I've asked a lot of our guests this off season is: We're doing daily positivity here. Uh, we're trying to come up with a ton of reason of why this year's Phillies team is going to be better than last year's and maybe get <laughs> over a hump. What is your main reason why this year's Phillies team is going to be better than last? Oh, um, so the, the, one, I, the one thing I would say is that my Aaron Nola take, I do think he's going to be much better. Um, and I think pitching as a whole, I think, could be really good. I mean, I'm kind of hit or miss on Taiwan Walker right now. He's, you know, he didn't pitch obviously in the playoffs, um, but he won 15 games, you know, for them last season. Um, so he still has it. You know, what can he get out of Christopher Sanchez? But I think one, two, three, you know, Wheeler Nolas, uh, Ranger. I, I think pitching wise, I'm, I'm really impressed with this team next year moving forward. Mm, okay. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm tired of saying the word better because there's everything. That's like the theme of this off season for the Phillies. Everything's just going to be better. Everything's going to be fine guys. This is fine. Um, okay. I'm going to flip the question though, because as we've talked about, I know in the chat, people are saying various answers about who has pressure on them on the other side of this. Is there anybody that you feel like last season was enough? Not enough. There's always more you can do, but steady enough that this season there's no real expectation on them. There's no pressure. I'm going to kind of flip the question for you going into this upcoming season. No pressure. That's, I mean, that's the interesting thing is as good as, I mean, the one guy I kind of think about is, is Bryce Harper. I mean, we know what he can do, but anytime you have the, the price tag, right. Of 300 million plus, you know, there's going to be pressure on you, but I think we're, we're so used to what he's done, especially, you know, making the transition to first base. I don't think Har I mean, Harper can just, be Harper, and I don't think anybody's really going to care or complain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Full season of Harper and hopefully a, a level-headed tray where he's not uh, feeling eaten alive from the pressure of this city and all that uh, will be will be great. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you hopping on. For those uh, that want to give you a follow, you can follow him at Mike underscore Giletto, G-I-L-E-T-T-O. Uh, and he works at Fired Up with a P-H, Fired Up Sports. You can find him on Twitter as well. Uh, we appreciate your time and you joining the show, Mike. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a great rest of the Monday. Um, so check that out. Some some good reasons for positivity there. And uh, yeah, you know, I, a full season of Bryce is going to be very nice. Um, All right, Rhymes. Look at you. I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. You're like a poet and you didn't even know yeah. it. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. First of all, as I'm thinking through these questions of who does not have pressure, Dave is saying Zach Wheeler. That's actually the only person I could kind of think of. Jake but Gabe. I think even with him, he doesn't because as of now, we we haven't heard of an extension. He's heading into free agency next season. I think there's some pressure there, but I actually can't think of anybody that does not have fresh on them because I feel like everybody has has something to prove. Yeah, I mean, like season. anytime you're in championship expectation time, yeah, like I don't think there's gonna be pressure Kyle on was, everybody. I, mean, I think, I think his answer about is Rob different. is was a good one because yeah, I, it's solid. I do think Rob is gonna be feeling. He's it. got the most for sure. Yeah, you know, Neil says uh, the two main reasons for positivity are Trey and Harper. Like, those guys expect the pressure, the Trey's, the Harper's, the mm-hmm. JT's. Um, maybe, I think Castellanos has some pressure on him, but I think Rob might have the most. I was going to say, but it's if we go through the list, okay. Stott's going to have pressure in that he has to repeat it. Yes. Like, I think he's... And we, we get, watch get that daily. national attention yes, but of I think like, this is who I am. At, right. He can kind of be like the fluke. motor to this whole team. And yeah. I think there's probably an internal pressure for Bryson to repeat how great he was last year, which I think is really hard. And then Bryce being a first baseman every he, day he and having pressure. a full season. He's always going to have pressure. Yeah. He's Bryce Harper. He's had pressure on him since he was 16. Literally. Yeah. Kyle uh, is the fact that we are still hearing that leadoff. But he doesn't have to play the field, so he gets some pressure taken off of him. Like, imagine how— But it almost, I feel like, could be worse because now everything's in, in your at-bats. Like, if you are Johan Rojas, for, although we don't, we, we still don't like his at-bats either, but if you can contribute something, if he's struggling at leadoff and you're the DH and you're not getting, it's like, what this is but what like you're here for. going out into the field where you know you you're just right. suck at it. That is true. Like, you know no matter though. what you do in the offseason, like, you're just not, you're going to be a below average he major. He has. Like, removing that has to be, like, a sense and of. And to me, the pressure is you're not going to play out in the field, so you better be ready every time yeah. you're, you're stepping up to, to bat yeah and then alec is the fact that you're locking in you're trying to lock in third baseman you're trying to show that you be, i mean that that you really are that guy like this is this is your time to to prove to us a little bit more um Stott, he's not even top 10 john sequela says <laughs> well yeah but that's, that's something to prove because this could we be think like his coming 10. out party year you this know should be like, the breakout i think for we the rest notice of the what he is here locally uh but i'm not sure those Trey needs that full season your average baseball fan really knows bryson stott mm-hmm. and and how great of at bats he gives you yeah um it's so, interesting when you think about it because yeah, there's it a is. lot of things that have to be proven i think mike for each person it's different i think mike's choice of rob is probably right yeah. now aaron nola is gonna have a lot of pressure on him too 
He's another one. I all might, the, all I might the, put Aaron Nola second. Ranger, although he's been but injured. But he's so adorable. Ranger's been injured, though. He's got a lot to prove of, like, his, I can put his together. His pressure is staying healthy. Yeah, staying healthy. And he's so adorable, though. You can't really get mad at him. Can so, we, like, though? If he's, no. if he's not able to play, though, Jamie, at, no. some, point, at some point, you got to let the cuteness he, go. He's got those cheeks. If he's not out there, we don't go, see those oh, cheeks Ranger. pitching. If we don't see those cheeks and facial cheeks so, pitching, Tyler, on the, um, that is. <laughs> on the scale of baseball name and adorableness, uh, how would you weight those scales? So Ranger is a sick pitcher. Like it's great baseball, it's great name. baseball name. Yeah, Ace is the name test. Absolutely. Adorableness. Which is more important to you, though? Name the, or cuteness? Uh, I, I care about wins. Yeah, I was gonna hmm. say. So not uh, a pitcher. Neither. Stat. Not important. Neither for five. Neither no, 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 for five hundred. No, 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 no. <laughs> I care about the team winning yeah. games. Well, <laughs> I feel like with Chooch and Ranger, which? you're you're forgetting about the adorableness. Who do you think is is cuter? Hmm. Well, <laughs> if we started Ranger Suarez likes ice cream dot com, I could probably be talked into Ranger. Okay. But the fact that Carlos had like if you had Chooch to loves choose ice one, cream, okay, I'd have to go Chooch because he's senior October. I mean, he okay. stepped up okay. when it mattered most. Like, well, so does see. See what I'm saying, guys? Basically, what I'm saying is adorableness in baseball <laughs> translates to postseason dominance. I don't think you can refute that. <laughs> With Chooch and Ranger. If you're cute, you'll be great in the postseason. The cutest in the Phillies of the last 25 years also happen to be some of their best postseason players. You name, I think we cracked else? the code. You name two. We cracked the code. That's all I got, though. That's all I got. Two can't be the code. That can't well, be no, the Well, no, just adorableness. So, like, when we talk about, uh, you know, the prospects, which we're about to go down on the farm for, you know, baseball name, adorableness. I think you go name slightly above it, <laughs> but like we might have something here. We might have fully cracked you know, the system. It is us. It is yeah. us. We figured it out, guys. We just had to talk to the pressure. <laughs> I told you pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, Matt, and Matt you, Deckard agrees. You just pushed out a diamond there Yeah. of it's the name check and the adorableness. Yeah. But like, I don't know. When you saw Ranger after, what was it? He pitched in the NLCS game. Was it two? Because it went Nola Ranger? No, he pitched game three. Wow. Three? Yeah, they so lost it was 1 1 coming back to he, Philly, right? No, it's or no, no, no. It was 1 1 going to. 2 nothing going to. I don't want to relive it. Yeah, but we're reliving the this. The point was to. there was a game where it was very important, and it, it must have been game, game three. Yes. Five? He he, well, he pitched game three against God, Brandon Fott. They lost 2 1. Right, and he was great. He was really good. They just so what are you trying to get to there here? There was a po <laughs> there was a point in the dugout where they were celebrating. He was the next one up, and he just he just got this cool sense of like, ah, Rangers on the mound. He's got this, okay. you know. And I think the team reacts to his adorableness. All right, speaking of uh, prospects okay, and, and cracking the system, okay. let, you know what I'm saying. No, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to clarify it's like the adorableness. It's not on this cute, like, boy crush thing. It's like you think, oh, he's so cute. I'm going to no, pinch his cheeks. you want to pinch his cheeks and yeah, like, go have some uh, cocktails with him by the sunset. So he might not have pressure on him just because his adorableness <laughs> helps to outweigh <laughs> anything he does in baseball, apparently. He can literally go out there and be Skill whatever. Skill set is irrelevant. Height, weight, mechanics. Wow. Forget all of it. Just be name adorable and have and a great adorable. name. Okay. Speaking of so, that, let's get down on the farm, Renee. Yeah, because apparently, well, I will say I'm tr I'm trying to keep refreshing Twitter because somebody dropped in the chat. City, city Connects. Connects. I know. I haven't seen anything. And either. I haven't seen the physical picture yet, but allegedly I, we've got some City out? Connect. I just I don't know. I'm I'm waiting. I'm trying I, to I keep was, refreshing. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about anything. here, but I haven't seen it yet, and I'm not going to report fake news here. Jock Peterson Juniors. Um, okay, so I'm glad we solved that discussion. But yes, it is around the time that the it's City Connect should soon. be coming out pretty soon here. All right, um, that's, oh, did you hear that? Did our building just fall apart? 
What is happening? Something just like are fell they off like a, building. I like you crane? failed that test because you didn't even you didn't really flinch much. But no. yeah, I feel like we did. It sounds like a crane. I don't know. We'll be all right. Uh, all right, let's if go. We're not though. Love at, you guys. At least we went down talking <laughs> ranger and how cute he is. All right, let's so go. So the adorableness will outweigh the fact that a crane yeah. may come. Right. Yeah, it's fine. This is, a, this is a big test for me today. Um, it's not. But I got this. The number fifteen prospect going down on the farm. Down on the farm. Nakua Puoka Grego. <laughs> nope. What? Yes. <laughs> Nakua Puoka Grego. No. Nope. Nakua Puoka Grego. No, you keep saying the easiest it the same way. It. It's, it's, it's wrong <laughs> the whole time. Do not continue. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Mm -hmm. Repeating the name over and over again. We went over this, James. Yes, I listened to it do you 20 type, times. You don't type notes of how to say people's names? I think you guys are wrong because you kept wanting to say Nakua <laughs> or something. Nope. One you more guys time. Are, you guys make me doubt. I can just tell you. No. Just tell us what his name is one more time. Nakua Puoka Grego. <laughs> Still not a no. football player. <laughs> not Puka it's Nakua. Just, it's just, yeah, Nico. he's not he's not out there in L.A. Um, it's just Nico. Nico. It's just Nico. Nico. What was I Nico. saying? Nico? <laughs> Nakua? God damn it. I thought I had it today. I even tried. One of these days, guys. How did you get the hardest, I mean, the easiest part wrong? Because I think we talk about it so much, <laughs> I get eight different thoughts in my head, and then I just diarrhea out. I am putting in effort. <laughs> diarrhea Nikua. No. Nikua. <laughs> I'm so bad at name pronunciation. Wait, it's are you serious? NPG. You just to this? Just call him MPG. The just three like, like Nico. Nico. Like the way you do yeah, like the wafers. Like the wafers. Sure. You know the, ne like the Nico wafers? Those things suck. I'm not a I don't like them. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, they're what gross. They are. They're, just they're think very Nico much a gra like grandma candy. Pico de Gallo. Isn't that a, is that Pico de Gallo? <laughs> I love Pico de Gallo. <laughs> Pico? No. <laughs> Nico Pico. No, see, this is what happens. We have the discussion, we look it up. I, I say it to myself like 10 to 15 times, and then it's I'll have something like, like Pico pop into my head when I'm trying to say Nico. And it's just like, I don't have a shot here. It's really Pico not. de Gallo, <laughs> that's my guide? All right, anyway, let's get to or, his report. Or Nico as in like, Nico he's got Collins. two knees. <laughs> I need to just spell these out myself. No, that's what I own. do. I, I didn't write his name the way it's spelled. I wrote yeah, it as Yeah, see, Nico. that was better. That was good. That's what I've learned to do. Yeah, because that's... Because they don't even know if I know how to spell his name. Because now, just... now I'm thinking Pico de Gallo. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> They're saying Neko, but he actually says it I'm for clarification. I'm watching him pronounce it. For clarification, we got this. Yeah, Nico is actually... Nico is in a video. I physically see his face saying his own name. I'm going to guess, although I have actually, weirdly enough, my mom was a teacher. We just had this conversation yesterday. She had a student who was saying his name wrong. Granted, English, his own name English is not his first, okay. his first language, so he was telling people his name was something wrong. So sometimes people do get their own names incorrect. <laughs> John Sokala <But> <laughs> says, my dad loves those Nico wafers. He's old as F, but he's got better hair than me. John's been on one today for sure. <laughs> those those <laughs> Nico wafers suck. But Nico is saying his own name yes. in the video. Jamie heard it played and still said it wrong and several times. But yes, it is Nico. Uh, yes, and he was playing for the... How do you uh, say his next name? Nico uh, what? Puaka Grego. Okay, great job. <laughs> he was playing for the Phillies uh, pipeline system, the Adelaide Giants in uh, 
Australia. Oh, All right, so let's I'm get crying. to him now that we Please, uh, can we get down the farm with some Nico? <laughs> Nico wafers suck. Hopefully he does not suck as well. Uh, uncharted territory here a little bit for the name test. This is not, you know, the... And I, now, yeah. Nico Puaka Grego. Yeah, like he doesn't sound like a ball Nico. player, but I, but I can't rule it out, you know? <laughs> I think it's all about the, how he's introduced. Oh, okay. Nico. You doing is it? Is this your Dan Baker impression? <laughs> Projecting a couple years from now? Uh, so he has been traditionally a shortstop. <laughs> although he thinks, uh, most scouts I'm think, done. he doesn't really have the range to be a true shortstop. So uh, before entering last year, he had split his time between second and third base. He tore his ACL last year heading into 2023. There was a lot of buzz and excitement uh, within the organization about him, uh, but playing in Australia prior to spring tore his ACL and missed all of last year. Ouch. He was 18 when he was drafted in the international signing period. Uh, he was one of, I think, four guys they gave decent money to. That He got 250k uh, out of New Zealand uh, in that signing period at 17. He's now 19 years old. Uh, again, kind of like a slender-ish build uh, of some of the recent prospects we've gone over. Only 5'9", 175. Um, but he has good bat speed and, and some scouts project his power can increase. Um, so we'll see there. On the scouting grade scale, his hitting ability is a 50. Uh, his power is a 40 with thought that it can grow here if he grows into his body some. Uh, his speed is a 45. And again, this is the 20 to 80 scout scale. Arm is a 50. Fielding, 45. Overall, a 40. So I'm not going to say it's uh, the most exciting prospect I've ever read about, um, but uh, he walks as much as he strikes out, which is about 13% of the time. They say he looks way beyond his years in the batter's box. Um, so he's a good hitter. The power, they think, will develop nicely for him. Uh, but your boy, Nico Wafers. My. Um, <laughs> You know, this is a big year for him. You'll kind of find out he should be with Clearwater this year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I agree, Matt Decker. It, it sounds like his walk-up music will be Bob Marley. Um, but, you know, we'll find out more about this kid this year. Still so young uh, and, you know, a brutal season to miss last year. First full year in the development system. Could have been a big stride for him, but I guess we'll find out this year uh, what he's got. Yeah. Fun fact, he was born less than a week after me. Not the same year. Over a decade later. Um, but oh, he's also a Virgo. That's his fun fact is that he was born a week after you. A week and 12 <laughs> years later. That's what I got, guys. That's what I got. Okay, so some interesting stuff about him various reports uh kind of consistent themes and so back in 2019 when he was initially when one of the initial reports came out about him it was about his build medium athletic build also short compact swing with good hand quickness very accurate barrel made consistent square contact hits to all fields flashed on pull power polished hitter for a then freshman with an idea how to hit a 7.68 runner um he showed good athleticism in the middle infield I've heard a lot about his versatility, though, as an infielder. There's a positive. He can play in some different spots. Also, I've heard a lot about the fact that he 
gets good contact and is what some have referred to as a steal. So that made me excited. And then when I read some more reports, it was talking about his abilities. Again, knack, he's got a knack for contact, uh, striking out in less than 13% of his plate appearances during his debut, solid overall ap approach. As you talk about the walks being the same, that's, a, that's not great. Um, originally signed as a shortstop, but as mentioned, he can play second base, third base. He can play various spots in the infield. Um, and it's just a matter of him now being healthy. He doesn't have a ton of range. He can catch what's hit to him, apparently. Um, but first and most importantly is he needs to be healthy, mature, because as you mentioned, just 18 years old when drafted, now yeah. only 19. He's 5'10", not a great height, but average size at 165-ish, um, but needs to get back into physically being 100% before you can even talk about his, his future growth. But a steal, I like the term. I like when I hear yeah, a steal. Yeah, always nice to hear. But it's um, like, eh. What does but that mean? He's got a long way to Are go. Yeah. This, this will be a big year for him. Uh, definitely a kid to pay attention <laughs> to this year down in Clearwater. Um, Breaking you know. news, Jamie. It's the fourth Monday of the new year. Thank you, Spiral Out, for that reminder. Oh, God. Spiral Out's team... What day is it? Clearly. He yeah. loves this stuff. Um, so Happy to pass that along. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that you and Spiral Out care about. And I think he's just placating you. I don't care. <laughs> Did that I, actually cross your mind read. to that fourth Monday of the new year? No. Okay, good. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> but I, it is crazy to me that we are entering the final full week of January. I know. That is kind of wild. Like, February's almost here. We are here. almost into the 22 last... 22 days until pitchers and catchers. Only 11 months left of 2024, basically. Wow. <laughs> and there's only, what, three football games basically, left? Basically, happy new year, guys. Wow. Yeah, the, yeah. Now, that's the stuff that did cross my mind. Super um, Bowl's almost here. I'm ready to see Usher's performance. I'm ready. Is Taylor going to fly back from her world tour oh, if Travis gosh. makes please, the Super Bowl? Please, Oh, my God. Please do not have Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. I do not want a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Well, it's Usher. No, no, you no. You just don't want her there. I don't want her there. Well, I believe she's in Japan when the... And I don't want So I don't is she going to fly hear, back on the charter? And then everyone's going to be, like, following her charter flight back and, like, mm -hmm. how she walks up mm -hmm. and how she embraces... Tra I don't need all that. Yeah. I just... I just... I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Over it. I tend to agree with you, but they're having a nice time, so that's great. Cute. This is um, cute. Everything's right. fine. Happy for them. Super happy for them. A couple things we'll save for tomorrow's show, uh, but we have to get to guess that swing in our Do daily we? positivity. Do we? Um, Yes, I, I was happy to end my, my cold streak the Me other too. day of two games. You Did you get it as well? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't think you did. You, you're you're very good asking at... asking the question that you know the answer Well, to I it. forgot until I asked it, and then I was like, wait, you submitted to... I did say the right you answer, though. You did say the right answer, but so then I got you... Like a, I got, it's kind of like in school where you get... Mm -hmm. You didn't get the answer fully wrong. You got, like, some partial credit. No, oh, you, you got, got the answer it. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Tyler grades on that scale. No, we're playing you got it right or you got it wrong. <laughs> You had it right, and then you got it wrong. Tyler, <laughs> I thought we were here, Tyler. Yeah. I thought we were here. All I right, so let's get to today's to Guess That Swing. <laughs> Guys, I will say this. Usually oh, if no. I don't have it in the first five seconds, no, I panic. because I, and, I did and have exactly it in the first five seconds Exactly what you just said right time. there, Jamie, I think is going to sit for both of you guys here today. You're either going to immediately go, oh, that's a cakewalk, or, or say, you're going to sit you, Chris. stare at it no, for 10 I minutes. No, because I did that last time on Friday, and then I... Overthought it and got it wrong. But I'm not going to do that today. Here guys. is your uh, player <sighs> for today. Oh, man. Where's his arm? See, now I would have guessed this arm. <laughs> I would have guessed this as, as Raul. Oh, okay. That's something Because Raul was a big one hand follow through guy. Are there duplicates? Like that. 
Um, no, there's no duplicates. No. <laughs> um, so. Oh my gosh. Can Ooh. I have a hint, also, please? Ooh. N- no. No, I'm not going to give hints. I'm uh, exciting, guys, that we have our 100th episode tomorrow. Ooh, this is tough. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter said, make these tougher. Uh, I'm like, tougher. all right, buddy. Like, um, I mean, I don't know how much more tough you can go. This is a weird one. Boma's Friday. You know what? What are you cheating? I'm not cheating. Why are you turning your... Because I want to tell Tyler my answer. Oh, you have an answer already. I I don't know. I don't know at all. But I'm just going to... I'm just going to... I'm just going to go with my gut. I have the same rotation of people that I guess. So everybody's saying Hunter Pence. Oh. I see a left-handed... Oh, guy. no. I never know what... I can never tell because... It does look like Pence. But I'm, but I'm trying to... How would that work as a right? Oh. See, like, I don't. Oh, okay. It is a right handed. All right. I was looking at it totally wrong. That's so weird how your mind can do that. I've been saying that every single time. I can see literally left or right handed. Wait, we so we are we are we establishing it's a righty because I mean that's up to you to determine, but I was totally uh, seeing it as a lefty as first. Now I'm questioning my decisions. (sighs) Exactly what I was trying not to do. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Matt Deckard's with me. He's like, Hunter's a righty, but I'm pretty sure this is a lefty. I, it's a lot of Hunter in the chat. Are you, I don't know if they're just saying <clears> it because <throat> one person said it. It's like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Well, it's weird. I definitely saw it as a lefty for... You know what? Mm. <sighs> I'm going to... Tyler, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going <sighs> to... We did worth... I don't know. It's not Burl. I'm so Two names, mm. but I can't. I don't want to mess up again. I Can just, I text you both names and you tell me if no. <laughs> <laughs> the stirrups? Yeah, you can't really tell about the stirrups here. Oh my gosh! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just have to decide if it's right or left-handed. I'm pretty sure it's right. All right, lefty follow through. But you could also make the case that that's a right-handed follow through over there too. Uh. Is it Jamie? Is it? I, I honestly, this is the first one where I see it going kind of righty and lefty here. Ben Revere, that's his home run swing right there, John Sequella. All three that he hit. <laughs> Tyler, Did he, he I hit two, you. two Come here? Come on, Jamie. Or was it just the one? Time is um, a ticking. Because I know he had an inside. Are, the, are, are you, a- Renee, are you asking me or are you telling me? <laughs> Oh, like no, John Bowker. Now you guys have me overthinking things because the chat is rolling with some more well, answers. You gave me an answer with a question mark. Like, <laughs> uh, is that your definitive um, answer? I don't know. Is that your definitive I answer? Think no. It could be. You tell me, Tyler. Oh man. All right. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna text you, Tyler. Are you sure? Let me. What not, you got? Not. Can I, I see? I, I I see both right and left-handed hitters here. Um, Because I think the lead leg and the back leg, you can... Like, this batting stance is actually a little diabolical. you are... Tyler, do you see both righty and lefty? You know who it is, so it's hard for you. Yeah, so that's the thing. But, like, it's hard for my brain to... To unsee it, yeah. Yeah. But, like, for the first time, because of the way the hips are, you can't tell truly which is the lead leg. But I'm going to go with the righty option. 
I don't feel that confident about it because I fully see a lefty. But then I was like, is that Nick Williams? All is right, it Don so Brown? I haven't like, heard a correct answer. Jamie's Jamie's answer is locked in. Renee, are you removing the question mark <laughs> from your answer? I'm removing. I'm gonna lock it in. All right, you both have given me the uh, same. You've given me the same answer. Yeah, the same like answer it. is correct. Like, oh, yay! Okay. Oh, thank gosh. It was, see, like it was. Oh, it was messing God. me up you because guys are killing me. I, I saw the lefty too because also the way the left hand was kind of melded in with the shoulder there. I think so made stressful. it look kind of uh, a little bit left-handed as well. I think that's gonna stump some people online. That was I. I think that was the toughest one yet. Um, excluding Cole Hamels, I which I didn't know was uh, allowed. Um, so that was a tough one. I'm a little feeling, bit of a pressure cooker in here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the heat. Whew. I had a couple answers, and I wasn't sure which one to go with. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, chat, you swayed me for sure because uh, I, the chat swayed me I in that I wasn't you, thinking right-handed need, at all. I, need, I know, and I need to trust them because usually you guys. I was thinking are Nick Williams. <laughs> Like that's where I was but about I to go. I can always see because it's a, since it's a silhouette, you can. I feel like my brain can flip it both ways. Mm -hmm. The answer tomorrow will one hundred percent be Aaron Altair. <laughs> <laughs> the German Jason Worth, yeah, sure. Oh um, all right, Renee. As we're getting oh. out of here, why don't you hit us with some daily I don't positivity? Even remember. Okay, so I and wanted to get a little bit more. Oh, th these are these are getting tough now. I know, and I was actually like, okay, as I was driving, sitting in traffic, trying to think about what are some things that I would like to see. So better this is number fifteen, team. by the way. Beautiful, number fifteen. I want to see more attempts for the Phillies to mix in some small ball earlier in the season, whether it's just a single to keep the inning alive, bunts, whatever it is. So I actually stumbled on some stats from Major League Baseball. Sacrifice buns for last year. The Phillies were at number 15. Oh, whoa. Whoa, that's cosmic. That's weird. That's really weird. With 13, the top team in the league, the Diamondbacks, with 36. There were some different stats that as I was looking at. Apparently, you can't teach uh, bunning anymore sacrifice in spring training. Sacrifice buns, flyouts. You know, I'd like to see the Phillies higher up in that conversation of just doing the little things but but what I the keyword for my positivity small ball's gonna happen is that what you're saying the keyword for my positivity is attempt to mix it in earlier okay don't wait until we get into the postseason and now we're like Ooh, you're saying practice I think, it throughout the practice season it throughout the season mix it so in it's there, there for you if you need get it. some confidence and so that way exactly and i know i'm dreaming hypothetical man but i i'm you know what we're dreaming and manifesting some unique things so i am manifesting that earlier in the season may june july when it doesn't it always counts technically but not as much i want to see them trying to be more creative with small ball i'm Just glad you're it. i'm glad you're realistic in that it's probably not gonna right, happen that's why, again i say attempt to yeah, mix it but I in i like your i like your thought every once in a while i i i you do know, like yearn once for a month, occasional I small see, ball i want to see a play where it's like okay they tried something different maybe it did not work but at least that way, when it gets to the postseason, we'll feel more comfortable of like, this is a team that cannot play small ball, or we've seen them do it this season. It worked out with example, one, two, three, four, five, do it. So 
So Tyler, that's, are we going to see gonna... more small ball from the Phillies this year? No. <laughs> I love, I'm manifesting it. I love the thought. Believe yeah, me. I, I, thought. I'm just, it's a positive thought. Attempting a try. I think preaching small try ball could still, be one time. There is still significant merit to the to the oh, yeah. move runners. Yeah, no, you know, sure. situational get on, move them over, knock them in. But it's just not with this things. team. Dave said that's not positive. Practice. <laughs> talk about practice. Not the game. Not the game. Practice. Yeah, try it out earlier in the season. Let's see if it works. Stick that pasta, throw that pasta against the wall, see if it sticks, give it a shot, and then we all will feel better because small ball's been a conversation we've all had. Mm -hmm. We'll all feel better if it's like, okay, I, honestly, the Phillies suck at small ball. They can't bunt. They can't, you know, whatever. Oh, who was we'll the person that, that. that couldn't bunt? Was it Rojas in the playoffs when we just wanted to, because he was an automatic out? I, 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 I broke. I was like, yeah. just, just. Why? Why can't you bunt? And see, that's Why? not the time. That's not the time that I want to see it for the first time. I want to see it for the first time well, they, during yeah, to the regular point, season. You got 162 Johan games. Occasionally, maybe in a cold streak, have him bunt. Try to get that speed on the base pass. Move a, runners a over. Me, you know, a game where maybe it's it's a, a blowout. It's just a random game in against a series versus a team that's below 500. Something. You know, something. Just some. Just attempt to try. That's all, guys. Attempt to try. That is literally it. And then we'll then we'll feel better about the postseason options. Yes, I like the thought. I don't think we're gonna see it, but I like the thought. I like the thought. And that's what we're trying to do is be positive. Yeah, we're just trying to throw it out there. All right, that's all for us today. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, some more to get into, including Bryce Harper's ranks amongst first uh -huh. basemen. Uh, we'll go over Jason Starr's Hall of Fame ballot because I found it pretty fascinating uh, with some of the stats and information in there because uh, he did vote for Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley and Billy Wagner who, like it or not, was a Philly, albeit not for very long. But uh, we'll go over that, and um, I'm sure some more stuff will come up. And uh, hope everybody has a great Monday out there. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the PHLY Phillies podcast. For Tyler, Renee, myself, have a great rest of the day, everyone. And hit that like button before you get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Later.